0: Welcome to the Best of the Left podcast with clips today from The Young Turks, Rachel Maddow, Politically Direct, Randy Rhodes, and Countdown with Keith Olbermann. All the music is provided for today's show by The Clips at myspace.com slash theclipsmusic.
1: So Bill Clinton goes on Fox News Sunday, hosted by Chris Wallace, who I am ashamed to say that when he first went to Fox News, I defended. Uh, and not because of this interview, by the way. I don't necessarily get on him for this because I feel bad for him because he's bloodied. Um, but in, he, he is nothing more. He's like every other Fox anchor. He just he just.
2: At the end of the interview, he looked like he'd spent some time in Bagram Air Base or Gardez, it turns out, yeah. is another place we tortured people in Afghanistan. Uh,
1: so he, uh, Clinton comes on to talk about the Clinton Global Initiative. Uh, he raised seven billion dollars from 215 to 215, 215 uh, different sources to essentially do good in the world, to fix the world's problems. And it's took you got a chance to interview the President of the United States. Uh, you know, we all the time are given parameters f- to do an interview, and we we uh, ignore those parameters. So I understand that. Much to Jill's anger. <laughs> right. But who books the interviews. Yes. <laughs> uh, because then the people who she books, they yell at her.
3: They get mad. Right. They, they don't get mad me. at me
1: a jank. They yell at Jill. So I understand that. But nonetheless, that was what was set up. And then they, of course, try to do a, a Fox little sneak attack, um, uh, a, a little par- Pearl Harbor move, if you will. Uh,
2: you know, I got to, first of all, I just got to say for the record, I loved everything Bill Clinton said, except I disagreed with that. Uh, I mean, I thought the questions were uh, exactly what you would expect from Fox News Channel and almost any other interview. I mean, I know they were definitely had the Fox slant to him, and we'll get into that in a second well, I, as you hear the questions. But uh, I thought Bill Clinton ripped Chris Wallace for not talking about the initiative but he really hadn't gotten to those questions yet.
1: No, no, no. I understand. But he was mainly – he was using that. And Bill Clinton, he got, as you'll hear – well, you won't hear because we didn't leave those. We won't play He got a little meandering and focused. But mainly Clinton's objection to me clearly was the tone, was the foxification right. of the question, not the manner in which the questions uh, were asked, which ultimately I agree with you. They're, they're legitimate questions, but they were not asked in a legitimate manner. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's the first one. It's, uh, uh, again, uh, Chris Wallace. Uh, uh, it was a long, uh, long-winded question. Uh, eventually getting to shouldn't you have done more to get bidlot
4: I understand that hindsight is always twenty well, 20 let's talk about it but the question is no. why didn't you do more connect the dots and put them out of business alright let's talk about it I will answer all those things on the merits but first I want to talk about the context in which this arises I'm being asked this on the Fox network ABC just had a right wing conservative running. Uh, their little pathway to nine eleven falsely claiming it was based on the nine eleven commission report with three things asserted against me directly contradicted by the nine eleven Commission report and I think it 's very interesting that all the conservative Republicans who now say i didn 't do enough claimed that I was too obsessed with bin Laden. all of president bush 's neocons thought I was too obsessed with bin Laden. They had no meetings on bin Laden for nine months after I left office all the right wingers who now say I didn't do enough said I did too much
3: you know what, though? Those right-wingers were totally accurate. I mean, why didn't he focus on Saddam Hussein
1: more? Yeah, that's right, because that obviously would make us uh, less of a threat uh, to be attacked by uh, by terrorists, mm-hmm. as we've now learned from the National Intelligence Estimate. Uh, that's just, a, again, a little, a little preliminary uh, indication. Uh, one of my favorite things about that is he called the, the ABC movie The Path to 9-11 the pathway to 9-11, which is just a surefire sign that he's a 60-year-old
2: man <laughs> with a kid. Well, but it sounded like my dad. <laughs> I hear you on that. My favorite part was that he actually told the truth. And he, and he did it in a way that, it, you know, it's what Jill was being sarcastic about earlier on in, in this segment. Why doesn't everybody do this? Mm-hmm. Why, every time there's a Democrat, why don't they do this? First of all, he says, these are the same guys. Who said to me, oh, wag the dog. Oh, you attacked Osama bin Laden when you shouldn't have. Why doesn't every Democrat point that out in every... Go- Gosh darn Fox News interview. (laughs) I mean, for the love of God, these guys went ballistic when he attacked Osama bin Laden. They said, oh, he's doing it for Monica. He's doing it for political reasons. Please, please leave Osama bin Laden alone, is what all the Republicans said at the time that he attacked
1: them. Tom DeLay in the House, Trent Lott leading the Senate, both of them.
3: And what I loved about this interview, too, which is so different than the way Democrats handle these questions, is, I mean, rather than kind of sit back and... And, and appear scared about about how they're going to answer it. I mean, he leaned forward, yeah. got up, and he was like excited. He's yeah, like, alright, let's go. Let's talk about this.
1: You
2: want to bring it? Bring Come it! Come on!
1: If uh, you're watching, if you're listening on the radio, you can't tell, but if you're watching at theyoungturks.com, which is our website, we encourage everybody to go there, um, is, uh, again, theyoungturks.com. You see Clinton, he really, he moves up in yeah. the chair. He invades Chris Wallace's space. It is something you do not see.
3: It almost looked like he was going to pull Dick Morris, which, which is what Dick Morris did on our show when you guys started to attack him with you know, questions where he had, he had to answer honestly about things. Dick Morris actually got up, but it looked like for a second Clinton was going to get up because he raised himself out of the seat, but instead he was just going to invade
5: yeah. the space. He
1: He's was like, mad. all
3: right. Let's bring it.
1: The Jill's referencing an earlier interview we did on the Young Turks uh, about a year ago. No, well, I guess many more than probably two years ago where Dick Morris and Dick Morris started yelling at each other. Dick Morris had enough. He just got up left in the middle of the interview. He pulled a rubber Very classy.
2: It was the first time that uh, I suspected he'd ever heard someone in the media say to him, hey, you know what? Invading Iraq was an awful idea. And you guys were a bunch of idiots for uh, putting that idea forward as if it was some sort of genius move.
3: Don't you know better than to challenge people on our show?
2: Hey, you know what? I didn't even say it that harshly. He just he was like, oh my God! How can somebody challenge the genius of the Iraq War? Now that was like two near maybe about two and a half years ago. There is not
1: a successful political or policy endeavor ever taken in this country which Dick Morris will not. Claim credit for it. Dick Morris will tell you, George Washington, man, he didn't want to cross the Delaware. And I said, George, you've got to cross the Delaware. You've got to do it because you've got to beat the British so we can be free. And George says, Dick, that's a good point. I'm going to do it.
2: (laughs) Well, and at the time, of course, he was taking credit for the Iraq War. Now, if you get him on TV, I bet he backpedals a little bit. And so I told Bush not to do it. Exactly. I told Bush. Which, by the way, is exactly what Chris Matthews is doing. We have a clip on that later in the show.
1: Very quick now, uh, Will, before we uh, hit the break here, one more uh, uh, little clip from uh, Bill Clinton. You'll hear another question from Chris Wallace and uh, and Bill Clinton getting angrier uh, in his response.
4: Do you
0: think you did enough, sir?
4: No, because I didn't get him. Right. But at least I tried. That's the difference in me and some, <laughs> including yeah. all the right-wingers that are attacking me now. They ridicule me for trying. They had eight months to try. They did not try. I tried. So I tried and failed. When I failed, I left a comprehensive anti-terrorist strategy and the best guy in the country, Dick Clark, who got demoted. Who got
3: demoted. looked <laughs> down
2: he gets up in the middle of that, for all of you listening on the radio, and he takes his finger and he points at Chris Wallace. Mm-hmm. He says, I tried. I tried. And what do these guys do? That's now, more than some. That's more yeah. than some. Now, he says it implicitly there. But what you know what is very, very clear between the lines is, I gave these guys a blueprint for trying, and they didn't even try it. I mean, look, remember this. Now, he didn't mention it in the interview. I just want to lay it out real quick for you guys. John Ashcroft had his top seven priorities Terrorism wasn't even one of the top seven. Couldn't crack it. At best, it was number eight. Okay? John Ashcroft, after, somebody, after his head of the FBI came and talked to him twice about uh, bin Laden, he said, please stop telling me about him. I'm not interested.
1: Yeah, I got, I got business to take care of. I've got to cover up the bare breasts of the statues out front of the Department of Justice. I got, I got
2: business. And of course, George Bush got the famous presidential daily briefing on August 6th of 2001 saying they are determined to attack inside the United States. And George Bush stayed on vacation for a whole nother month and they never did a cabinet level meeting until a week before September 11th on Al-Qaeda.
3: connection at home in massachusetts you know how long it takes to download a video clip even a short one at dial-up speeds it is glacial but I did it this weekend. I signed over the family bandwidth to re- downloading a video clip for about three hours because I could not wait to get back to the city to see Bill Clinton scream and yell at Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday this weekend uh, about what he, Bill Clinton, did uh, to get Osama bin Laden versus what the Bush administration has done. Hitting back, both guns blazing against the right-wing smear job that uh, was this freaking path the 9-11 BS a- and what you'll see tons of between now and November, this blame Clinton bullpucky. He was having none of it.
4: Do you think you did enough, sir? No, because I didn't get him. Right. But at least I tried. That's the difference in me and some, including all the right-wingers that are attacking me now. They ridicule me for trying. They had eight months to try. They did not try. I tried. So I tried and failed. When I failed, I left a comprehensive anti terrorist strategy and the best guy in the country, Dick Clark, who got demoted. So you did Fox's bidding on this show. You did your nice little conservative hit job on me.
3: I was so happy to actually hear him say conservative hit job, because that's exactly what it is. People are criticizing Clinton for having done this interview in this way, for having opened up this can of whoop-ass on Fox. But I think it was absolutely positively warranted, and I was cheering at the screen when I finally did download this thing. Uh, and he's right about the stuff that he said, too. It's one thing to just lose your mind and yell at people and have people debate your tone. It's another thing to be right. So
4: you did Fox's bidding on this show. You did your nice little conservative hit job on me. Well, what I want to know well, is no, no, I mean, no, no, know, know. that's a legitimate I'm, question. No, It was a perfectly legitimate question, but I want to know how many people in the Bush administration you asked this question of. I want to know how many people in the Bush administration you asked, why didn't you do anything about the coal? I want to know how many people you asked, why did you fire Dick Clark? I want to know how many people you we asked. asked Have you ever watched Fox News Sunday, I sir? I believe you asked, asked them that. We asked plenty of questions. You of, didn't ask that, did you? Tell about the truth, the US. Chris.
3: Tell the truth, Chris. And you know what? When you actually check the transcripts of Fox News Sunday, lo and behold, the good folks at the Center for American Progress did check the transcripts and found that actually, no, on Fox News Sunday, they haven't asked anyone in the Bush administration why they, for example, demoted Richard Clark, why they took the top counterterrorism expert in the government who had been serving under every president since Reagan and demoted him. In fact, since 9-11, Chris Wallace has had 42 different interviews with senior national security officials from the Bush administration, and he has never once asked one of them why they demoted Richard Clark from from his counterterrorism job in the Bush administration. Not once.
6: started, I want to touch on something that came up in last night's program with Aaron Brown. We've received a good bit of mail about the issue of Bill Clinton's confrontation with Chris Wallace on Fox News this past Sunday, which we talked about with Aaron Brown yesterday. I want to make something very clear, because apparently I didn't do too good a job of it yesterday. I think President Clinton was not only justified in going after Chris Wallace for his smarmy attempt to rewrite history with respect to Clinton's efforts to get bin Laden, I frankly think it should be the standard practice of any Democrat or progressive who engages with a right-wing distortion machine that tries to pass as journalism on these cable and broadcast networks. There are those who put Aaron Brown in that same category. I do not. But I'm not here to speak for him. I can only tell you what I believe, and it's this. We have to take back the airwaves one interview at a time. And every time someone like Bill Clinton pulls back the curtain and reveals the little yapping dog that's the essence of Fox News and its compatriots, our democracy gets a little stronger. Right now it's on life support. Who knows, maybe after November it might finally be strong enough to sit up in bed and start eating solid food again. We can only hope.
7: So it was great. I mean, I was really, uh, I loved it. Finally, somebody said what I've had to say all by myself out here about Bill Clinton and the coal, and that that happened a month before Bill Clinton left office. And he left a plan for rounding up the people that attacked the coal. And Condoleezza Rice, under oath at the 9 11 Commission, which was also a political charade because it was a presidential 9 11 commission. And you've heard from lots of people formerly in the Bush and Clinton administration. You've heard from Rand Beers, who served both presidents. Richard Clark's been on this show, who served many presidents. You've heard from lots of people, and they've all told you, that, that they did not, the Bush administration came in, they didn't want to hear about terrorism, they didn't want to respond to the coal, they didn't want to, uh, they, they demoted Richard Clark uh, from his counterterrorism uh, position, which was created by the Clinton administration. Anything Clinton had to go, including the fight against the people who attacked the coal in Yemen. And you know the story of John P. O'Neill the uh, FBI guy who was head of the counterterrorism uh, agency in the FBI, also created by Bill Clinton, put there by Bill Clinton, and that he was fired by Condoleezza Rice. You know, they uh, sort of said he resigned, but there was this ridiculous smear job on him that he had left his briefcase with classified information at no less than an FBI dinner. And that he was irresponsible and he had to go. Richard Clark was demoted from his uh, position as a counterterrorism czar, which was a principal's position, meaning that he would be included when George Tenet and the president and the secretary of state and all the people in the National Security Agency met. You know, Clark was always at the table. Well, they never met until September 4th in the Bush administration. And they demoted Richard Clark and put him in charge of cyber security instead of counterterrorism, which was what he knew. Same with the FBI. That was the CIA. Then the FBI, they demoted, uh, they fired John P. O'Neill. They were not interested in it. And Condoleezza Rice, why do I hear your computer? This guy got to be you. And Condoleezza Rice actually said she had no interest in going after the call. None whatsoever. Remember the famous expression, we didn't want to swat at flies? We weren't interested in responding to the call. We didn't want to swat at flies. And, you know, Barbara Bodine, the ambassador to Yemen, she kept them out of Yemen, the investigators, when they went there. There were 500 FBI uh, that went with uh, John P. O'Neill to Yemen. And she said, oh, no, not in my country. Get out and finally Clinton had to intervene and made it possible for John P. O'Neill to at least interview uh, some people who might know something about the bombing of the coal. Then we had a, a, a complete, uh, you know, administration change. And that was the end of John P. O'Neill. That was the end of Richard Clark. That was the end of fighting terrorism. That was the end of counterterrorism operations inside the Bush White House. And they never met. The principals never met. The people responsible for keeping us safe at night never met. And throughout this, entire you know episode of not meeting nobody knew and then after 9-11 people started to ask some questions and still no one would tell you that except for people like me very few very rare very uh very special people like me started to tell you the truth about what went on there Richard Clark wrote a book I was able to read what went on there uh... there were books in uh, written in France that the Bush administration wouldn't even allow be sold can you believe this books were banned in the United States one by two French authors called the forbidden truth not allowed to read that I mean so many books were written about this and to tell you the truth, this was the first chance that Bill Clinton had to actually sit down on an unfriendly news network and answer the hard questions about the unfactual, you know, truths that have been out there. And he said, the, the President of the United States, number 42, sat down and said, you know, you have engaged in a disinformation campaign, and of course this is also that nobody pays any attention to what Bush did or didn't do, and I've not criticized the man. He's president of the United States. I know what that is. Do you? You know, I know what that is. It's a big, awesome responsibility. So I haven't criticized him. But quite frankly, you really ought to, you know, get up to speed on the facts here because, you know, you keep on spreading this misinformation, disinformation to the American people, blaming me, blaming me. He said, honestly, and I'd like to see George Bush say, I failed. I have failed you. Richard Clark said, I have failed. I have failed you. You know, it's very interesting that the people uh, who were very engaged in counterterrorism uh, believe that they failed us and say so, but Bush has never made a mistake. Never made one. Who'll make those the roads?
5: those big steam trains i still think that it's gonna rain pull back that fortress those big steel doors they've already gone
1: Listening to Bill Clinton's interview uh, Sunday, his aggressive interview with uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday, and Chris Wallace, shameful, 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 shameful. His father, um, and, and stop criticizing your dad and telling people that he's too old. Um, so uh, here we go, and now we will hear Bill Clinton take on uh, not just Chris Wallace, but Chris Wallace's employers at the Fox News network, and why, how Bill Clinton uh, necessarily uh, uh, views Fox and the way they differentiate in their questioning of Democrats and Republicans. Here's uh, Bill Clinton.
4: You did Fox's bidding on this show. You did your nice little conservative hit job on me. Well, what I want to know wait, is, wait, no, wait, wait, sir, no, i wait, wait, a no, question. No, you don't no, know that's a legitimate I'm, question. I, no, it was a perfectly legitimate question. But I want to know how many people in the Bush administration you asked this question of. I want to know how many people in the Bush administration you asked why didn't you do anything about the coal. I want to know how many people you asked why did you fire Dick Clark. I want to know how many people you asked. Have ask, you ever watched Fox News Sunday, I sir? I believe you asked them that. We, we asked plenty of questions. So. You didn't ask that, did you? Tell about the truth. Tell the truth.
2: I, I, with with did the you rock. ever Afghanistan, it? there's plenty of stuff to ask.
5: Did you sir.
2: ever ask that? I That's the moment that yeah. I jumped out of my seat and shook my fist like, did you go, get him. because look a lot of his points on the substance are terrific okay but this point is the best point of all i agree because yeah it's all in how you frame it and that's how fox news has been framing it. and the whole media has been framing it because they're copying fox news for the last five years clinton bad, bad 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 his fault his fault why didn't he do more oh bush d- 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 don't ask him don't ask him not why patriotic don't ask him why he didn't do anything for their first nine months. Anything at all. Could, could. Don't ask him about the cold. Don't ask him about uh, why, why you he didn't do anything what? about the presidential daily briefing or any of the others. Why don't
3: you guys explain what
1: the cold is? The attack on the USS Cole in uh, in the year 2000, shortly before the end of uh, Bill Clinton's uh, presidency, while it was in port in Yemen, uh, that killed a number of uh, of U.S. Uh, 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 seamen, and and of course, and Bill Clinton, as he said, had a plan in place, uh, but he could he couldn't get FBI. Look, he didn't do enough after the Cole. did no question about it.
2: But but no wait 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 a minute wait a minute now Bush was in charge after the call longer than Clinton was. Yes, and Clinton makes that point. That okay, they had they had so they had a lot longer to do something than Clinton did. For nine months, you sat on your ass, Bush, and did absolutely nothing about the coal. You could nothing. Ar- zero. Sorry, nada. you could
1: argue what I meant is you could argue Clinton didn't do enough about the embassy bombings, which he right. had time to do the coal.
2: Uh, right, except that he bombed Osama bin Laden. and The right. Republicans yelled at him for it.
1: Before we uh, conclude this, let's hear our final clo- quote on uh, Bill Clinton and hear where he really – with the, he doesn't name him by name, but he doesn't have to, and it's pretty clear that he uh, d- uh, directly takes on uh, the Bush administration
4: you people ask me questions, you don't ask the other side. That, uh, and, sir, and Richard Clark—that is not true. Richard Clark made it clear in you, his testimony. Would you like to talk about the about the Clinton Global Initiative? No, I want to finish this. Then. All right. Well, all I'm you, saying sir. is you 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 falsely accused me of giving aid and comfort to Bin Laden because of what happened in Somalia. No one knew Al Qaeda existed then. And the but did very, they know? No, did wait, they know wait. in 1996 when he declared war in the U.S.? Did they know in 1998 when, when, when he bombed the two and, embassies? And did they know in 2000? It. What did, the I do? what did I do? I worked hard to try to kill him. I authorized the findings for the CIA to kill him. We contracted with people to kill him. I got closer to killing him than, than anybody's gotten since.
1: Yeah. I yeah. love you, that. Hang, hang, on, hang on. Wait, there's more.
4: Troops here trying to kill him. Now, I've never criticized President Bush, and I don't think this is useful. But you know, we do have a government that thinks Afghanistan is only one seventh as important.
1: As Iraq, as he right. says. And the and point he was making there is he, I, he said, if I were president now, i have a lot more than 20,000 troops there. So hey. obvious direct criticism of the Bush administration.
3: white underbelly of American politics, flipping over the day's news to show you the slimy, scheming political tactics at work underneath. Uh, Today's underbelly political tactic is lying. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Yesterday on the show, you may recall, uh, I cheered Bill Clinton's interview on Fox this weekend, on Fox News Sunday this weekend, in which I felt like Clinton did two very important things. He stood up against the right-wing effort to blame him, to blame the Clinton administration for 9-11 and blame him for Al-Qaeda. He did that, and he actually called it a right-wing effort to blame him, which I think is an important thing to call that out when you see it, and I think it was the right thing to do.
4: Do you think you did enough, sir? No, because I didn't get him. Right. But at least I tried. That's the difference in me and some, including all the right-wingers who are attacking me now. They ridicule me for trying. They had eight months to try. They did not try. I tried. So I tried and failed. When I failed, I left a comprehensive anti-terror strategy and the best guy in the country, Dick Clark, who got demoted. So you did Fox's bidding on this show. You did your life's little conservative hit job on me.
3: In reaction to that Clinton interview on Fox, uh, which has been viewed millions of times on on YouTube and obviously got great ratings for Fox, which I don't relish. But honestly, people it's good that people see it in reaction to that. What I think would devastating Clinton interview. uh, The White House did their best head fake. They, they, made, they do this a lot, that they'll send everybody else in the administration out to say one thing, and they'll have the president kind of distance himself from that comment. But you, can, you know them more by their actions than by their words. So on the one hand, they made the president say that he wasn't going to be commenting on that Bill Clinton interview, like it, like it wasn't worth talking about. That was what the, the president himself said about it today. We had to look back this. We've had to look back that. American people need to know that uh, we spent all our time... Uh, doing everything we can to protect them hmm. and that's I'm not going to comment on you know other comments but I will comment on this that uh, we're on the offense to comment on the comments and the look back, this and the look anyway. So they're having Bush say that he's not going to comment on the comments about the commenting, but he's but they're simultaneously dispatching the Secretary of State, Condoleezza Rice, to do a response interview to Clinton with another media outlet that happens to be owned by Rupert Murdoch, which is nice. Uh, they sent Condoleezza Rice to the newsroom of the New York Post uh, to unleash this favored political tactic. Tell me lies, tell me said in his interview, that he left a comprehensive anti-terrorist strategy for his successors, right? For, for Bush and Condi, who was the National Security office, uh, national security Advisor when he took office. Uh, which, you know, that is that is devastating to the Bush argument that they're the ones who are going to keep us safe. It is true that they demoted the longtime counter chief Richard Clark. It is true that on August 6th, 2001, they got a presidential daily briefing headlined, Bin Laden determined to strike U.S. At, And that their response to that was to never once discuss it at a principal's level, you know, until, oh, uh, geez, 9-11 happened. But that truth is really, honestly, too hard for them to explain. So they are just lying about it now. Condoleezza Rice told the New York Post in their interview published today, flat out, quote, We were not left a comprehensive strategy to fight al-Qaeda, end quote. She also said that the 9-11 Commission is right about what happened before 9-11 and that they turned over every rock they could turn over to find out what happened in the lead up to 9-11. Well, you know what the 9-11 Commission says about all this? They say that Condoleezza Rice is now lying. The 9-11 Commission says on page 197, in case you're interested... It says that the Clinton administration drew to a close. Richard Clark and his staff developed a policy paper which proposed rolling back al-Qaeda. That's the phrase they use in the report. By aiding the Northern Alliance secretly in Afghanistan, by aiding Uzbekistan to get them from that direction, by using predator drones to go after the leadership individually and to get spy data, by using military action to destroy al-Qaeda command and control targets and the Taliban. That's the comprehensive anti-al-Qaeda plan. The Bushies were handed when they walked in the doors of the White House in January of 2001. They threw it on a shelf, tried to dream up justifications for invading Iraq, and then went on vacation for the whole month of August. Then 9-11 happened, the lying began, and it hasn't stopped yet.
8: Tonight a special comment about President Clinton's interview. The headlines about it are, of course, entirely wrong. It is not essential that a past president, bullied and sandbagged by a monkey posing as a newscaster, finally lashed back. It is not important that the current president's portable public course has described his predecessor's tone as crazed. Our tone should be crazed. The nation's freedoms are under assault by an administration whose policies can do us as much damage as Al Qaeda. The nation's marketplace of ideas is being poisoned by a propaganda company so blatant that Tokyo Rose would have quit. Nonetheless, the headline is this. Bill Clinton did what almost none of us have done in five years. He has spoken the truth about 9-11 and the current presidential administration. At least I tried, he said, of his own efforts to capture or kill Osama bin Laden. That's the difference in me and some, including all of the right-wingers who are attacking me now. They had eight months to try. They did not try. I tried. Thus, in his supposed emeritus years, has Mr. Clinton taken forceful and triumphant action for honesty and for us, action as vital and as courageous as any of his presidency, action as startling and as liberating as any by anyone in these last five long years. The Bush administration did not try to get Osama bin Laden before 9-11 the bush administration ignored all the evidence gathered by its predecessors the bush administration did not understand the daily briefing entitled bin laden determined to strike in u s the bush administration did not try moreover for the last five years one month and two weeks the current administration and in particular the president has been given the greatest pass for incompetence and malfeasance in american history president roosevelt was rightly blamed for ignoring the warning signs some of them seventeen years old before pearl harbor president hoover was correctly blamed for if not the great depression itself then the disastrous economic steps he took in the immediate aftermath of the stock market crash even president lincoln assumed some measure of responsibility for the civil war though talk of southern secession had begun as early as eighteen thirty two but not this president To hear him bleat and whine and bully at nearly every opportunity, one would think someone else had been president on September 11th, 2001, or the nearly eight months that preceded it. That hardly reflects the honesty nor manliness we expect of the executive. But if his own fitness to serve is of no true concern to him, perhaps we should simply sigh and keep our fingers crossed until a grown-up takes the job three January's from now. Except for this, After five years of skirting even the most inarguable facts that he was president on 9-11, he must bear some responsibility for his and our unreadiness. Mr. Bush has now moved unmistakably and without conscience or shame towards rewriting history and attempting to make the responsibility entirely Mr. Clinton's. Of course, he is not honest enough to do that directly. As with all the other nefariousness and slime of this, our worst presidency since James Buchanan, he is having it done for him by proxy thus the sandbag effort by fox news friday afternoon consider the timing the very same weekend the national intelligence estimate would be released and show the iraq war to be the fraudulent failure it is not a check on terror but fertilizer for it the kind of proof of incompetence for which the administration and its hyenas at fox need to find a diversion in a scapegoat it was the kind of cheap trick which would get a journalist fired but a propagandist promoted promise to talk of charity and generosity but instead launch into the lies and distortions with which the authoritarians among us attack the virtuous and reward the useless and don't even be professional enough to assume the responsibility for the slanders yourself blame your audience for emailing you the question mister clinton responded as you have seen he told the great truth untold about this administration's negligence, perhaps criminal negligence, about bin Laden. Mr. Clinton was brave. Then again, Chris Wallace might be braver still. Had I in one moment surrendered all my credibility as a journalist and been irredeemably humiliated as was he, I would have gone home and started a new career selling seeds by mail. The smearing by proxy, of course, did not begin Friday afternoon. Disney was the first to sell out its corporate reputation with the path to 9-11. Of that company's crimes against truth, one needs to say little. Simply put, someone there enabled an authoritarian zealot to belch out Mr. Bush's new and improved history. The basic plot line was this. Because he was distracted by the Monica Lewinsky scandal, Bill Clinton failed to prevent 9-11 the most curious and in some ways the most infuriating aspect of that slap dash theory is that the right wingers who have advocated it who try to sneak it into our collective consciousness through entertainment or who sandbag mister clinton with it at news interviews have simply skipped past its most glaring flaws had it been true that clinton had been distracted from the hunt for bin laden in nineteen ninety eight because of the lewinsky nonsense why did these same people not applaud him for having bombed bin Laden's camps in Afghanistan and Sudan on August 20th of that year, for mentioning bin Laden by name as he did so. That day, Republican Senator Grahams of Minnesota invoked the movie Wag the Dog. Republican Senator Coates of Indiana questioned Mr. Clinton's judgment. Republican Senator Ashcroft of Missouri, the future Attorney General, echoed Coates. Even Republican Senator Arlen Specter questioned the timing. And of course, were it true, Clinton had been distracted by the Lewinsky witch hunt. Who on earth conducted the Lewinsky witch hunt? Who turned the political discourse of this nation on its head for 2 years? Who corrupted the political media? Who made it impossible for us to even bring back on the air the counter-terrorism analysts like Dr. Richard, Richard Haas and James Dunnigan who had warned at this very hour on this very network in early 1998 of the cells from the Middle East who sought to attack us here? Who preempted them? in order to strangle us with the trivia that was all Monica all the time. Who distracted whom? This is, of course, where, as is inevitable, Mr. Bush and his henchmen proved not quite as smart as they think they are. The full responsibility for 9-11 is obviously shared by three administrations, possibly four. But Mr. Bush... If you are now trying to convince us by proxy that it's all about the distractions of nineteen ninety eight and nineteen ninety nine, then you will have to face a startling fact that your minions may have hidden from you. The distractions of nineteen ninety-eight and nineteen ninety nine, Mr. Bush, were carefully manufactured and lovingly executed, not by Bill Clinton, but by the same people who got you elected president. Thus, instead of some commendable acknowledgement that you were even in office on nine eleven, and the lost months before it. we have your sleazy and sloppy rewriting of history designed by somebody who evidently read the orwell playbook too quickly Thus, instead of some explanation for the inertia of your first eight months in office we are told that you have kept us safe ever since a statement that might range anywhere from zero to one hundred percent true we have nothing but your word and your word has long since ceased to mean anything and of course, the one time you ever have given us specifics about what you have kept us safe from, Mr. Bush, you got the name of the supposedly targeted tower in Los Angeles wrong. Thus was it left for the previous president to say what so many of us have felt, what so many of us have given you a pass for in the months and even the years after the attack. You did not try. You ignored the evidence gathered by your predecessor. You ignored the evidence gathered by your own people. Then you blamed your predecessor. That would be the textbook definition, sir, of cowardice. To enforce the lies of the present, it is necessary to erase the truths of the past. That was one of the great mechanical realities Eric Blair, writing as George Orwell, gave us in the novel 1984. The great philosophical reality he gave us, Mr. Bush, may sound as familiar to you as it has lately begun to sound familiar to me. The party seeks power entirely for its own sake. We are not interested in the good of others. We are interested solely in power. Power is not a means. It is an end. One does not establish a dictatorship to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship. The object of persecution is persecution. The object of torture is torture. The object of power is power. Earlier last Friday afternoon, before the Fox ambush, speaking in the far different context of the closing session of his remarkable global initiative, Mr. Clinton quoted Abraham Lincoln's State of the Union address from 1862. We must disenthrall ourselves. Mr. Clinton did not quote the rest of Mr. Lincoln's sentence he might well have. We must disenthrall ourselves, and then we shall save our country. And so has Mr. Clinton helped us to disenthrall ourselves and perhaps enabled us, even at this late and bleak date, to save our country. The free pass has been withdrawn, Mr. Bush. You did not act to prevent 9-11. We do not know what you have done to prevent another 9-11. You have failed us. Then leverage that failure to justify a purposeless war in Iraq which will have all too soon claimed more American lives than did 9-11. You have failed us anew in Afghanistan, and you have now tried to hide your failures by blaming your predecessor. And now you exploit your failure to rationalize brazen torture, which doesn't work anyway, which only condemns our soldiers to waterboarding, which only humiliates our country further in the world, and which no true American would ever condone, let alone advocate. And there it is, sir, are yours the actions. Of a true American. I'm Keith Olbermann. Good night and good luck.
0: Thanks for listening everybody. As you may have heard me say at the top of the show. All of the music today was provided by a great UK band named The Clips. As in uh, C-L-I-P-S Clips. And you can find them. And not only uh, you know, find them, contact them, get to know them, befriend them on MySpace, but their songs are actually available for direct download, which is how I got them. um, Right, right from their website, you can you can find that either by searching for it or going to MySpace.com/slash/TheClipsMusic. So I I certainly recommend you doing that. I was contacted uh, by I'm gonna say, kind of a surrogate of of their band, or you know, a, a, an enthusiastic fan uh, who just suggested that I uh, check out their music and, and maybe use it on the show, and uh, I loved it, so I certainly had no problem doing that at all. That website will also be linked in the uh, in the show notes of this episode as well, just for your convenience, and that of course, can be found at bestoftheleftpodcast.com, where you go for all and any information you need about uh, this episode or any other uh, contact information. You can email comments direct to hippiesympathizer at gmail.com, or you can find the link for that on the website. And the most important thing, uh, if you're interested in helping helping out the show, helping promote the show at all, uh, the what I'm really working on this month especially is votes at podcast alley things are going very well thank you very much to everyone who's been voting please keep it up and um and that that's how we spread the word it's it's things like that that they keep it going and and get more people involved so uh my sincerest thanks to all of you who contribute to that project that's going to do it for today and i Strongly recommend you take the message of this episode to heart and go out today and get in an argument with a Republican like you've got a pair. Have a good one, everybody.
5: is the fall. <laughs>